So, brothers and sisters, I'm surrounded by so many people here in the altar. I feel like uh, I just should say a word of thank you to my brother priest, to there are several deacons here, um, and all the seminarians. I don't usually bring seminarians, but I think you can almost play like a game tonight, like how many can you spot, because there are a lot of them. They're like, I think they're almost 20, which is kind of weird, so... Um, Brothers and sisters, my name is Father Richard McNeely, like they said. I'm the director of vocations, and uh, I usually just like to unpack the Word of God because it's living and active, uh, but sometimes I feel like maybe I should do it through the lens of vocations because all of you have one. It's a category that applies to everybody. Um, everybody want to know their vocation? Okay, so I was going to say there's one step in finding your vocation, but there's probably two. First, you got to want to know it, <laughs> and, and then, and like, like, if you want to know it, raise your hand. All right. Oh, that's not bad. So God has a plan for your life. Uh, God has a plan for your life. It doesn't end when you get married. When you get married, God still has a plan. Uh, I, I wish people would discern the number of children they're called to have. That would probably make the world a better place. Um, serious? I don't mean, I don't mean they have, well, who knows? Just discern the number of children. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, uh, discern everything. Vocation is your life. Everybody is called by God, mostly to himself, but then there's always all these little other paths that we have to take to holiness, to communion, to to the Lord himself. So uh, I just want to say this. If, If you had, if I had to say anything about vocation, like, like the one step, well, I'd have to spend it on, you got to want to know your vocation. That's like step one. But if you add any other step to that, I'd say you have to believe in your vocation. You have to believe in your vocation. You have to believe in the plan that God has for your life. And I know that sounds real simple, but it's really hard. A lot of people don't believe like what they're capable of, what God is calling them to, uh, what goodness God has in store for them. And I don't mean this like you got to believe in yourself. I think you hear that sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that. You, you don't have to believe in yourself. You just have to believe in God. Uh, brothers and sisters, it shocks me when I go through these readings how hard it is for people to believe in God. And forget like whether people believe in God like he exists, like it's hard for people who believe that God exists to believe what he says. Jacob, Jacob hears these words, like he has some kind of uh, spiritual dream or trance or something, something very beautiful, right? And the Lord tells him like a long passage I am the God of your forefather Abraham, the God of Isaac, your father, and the land on which you are living. I will give to you and your descendants this land. It shall be a, they, the descendants, shall be as plentiful as the dust of the earth. I will never leave you until I have done what I promise. I will protect you wherever you go. Know that I am with you. And what does Jacob say when he like wakes up? He says, if God remains with me to protect me on this journey that I'm making, even though he literally said, I will protect you wherever you go, I will come back here and make a, you know, like to this vow and the Lord will be my God. Like that doesn't make sense, brothers and sisters, but it does when you're human. 
Uh, even, even in the gospel, I just, again, like, I don't know if you caught that, but people ridiculed Jesus. He showed up to heal this little girl, the daughter of uh, this synagogue official, and, and what happened? They laughed at him. They ridiculed him. They, they, she's dead. What are you doing here? And he had to, like, kick them out. They had a little argument. Brothers and sisters, if you read the Gospels carefully, there are a lot of people who are around Jesus. There are a lot of people who try to touch him, but there are not a lot of people who receive blessings, receive anything. I guess in some ways Jacob did, but that was over a lot of struggle and a lot of time. I don't want that to be you. I hope that you believe in the words that the Lord says to you. I hope you believe in your vocation. And I say that because, like, uh, you know, you might be like, yeah, of course I believe the Lord. Whenever he speaks to me, I'll do whatever he wants. But the truth is, brothers and sisters, when you find yourself in stressful situations, what's, like, the first thing you do? Thank you, God, that you're going to take care of this situation? Or, like, please, God. I don't know what, most people don't even pray when they're in stressful situations. They just call up their friend and complain. They just moan and groan that, like, oh, this is so terrible. I can't believe this happened to me. Please, uh, for the most part, this is us. This is us. And I have to confess, like I was thinking, you know, the first time the Lord probably reached out to me and told me that I should be a priest, I laughed. Uh, it was my friend who said it, and I told him, like, I don't even want to repeat what I said in the church, but I told him, like, <laughs> something like the equivalent of hell no, like, like, I wasn't going to do it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would you say that? And yet now I realize, looking back, like, oh, God, that was you. <laughs> you spoke through my friend, and you spoke to me, and I told you no. And I laughed in your face like these people in the gospel. Brothers and sisters, when the Lord speaks, most of us probably just aren't that ready to hear him. Maybe we're jaded, we've been rejected, we've had a lot of bad disappointments. I don't know what it is. I'm not really sure how to describe this human condition, this fallen state we find ourselves in. But the truth is, most of us just don't believe. Like if we met like truly innocent people who were just filled with the love of God, most of us would be suspicious. Like they're on drugs, something's wrong with them. This is not real. That's how bad it is. But the, the truth is, will set you free. The truth is, right, that Jesus is love and that his words are promises that are true. They're good. When he says, I'll be with you, like he says that to every one of you, I am confident of that. He says, I will protect you, right? Like he didn't just say that to Jacob. He says all kinds of great things. He tells you who you are as men and women of God. Our response, I pray, is like Mary. Let it be done according to your word. Brothers and sisters, you always have a choice when it comes to God's calling, God's plan, God's vocation. You always have a choice to turn it away or to say yes. And when it comes to you, when he presents to you his loving plan, whatever that is, I just hope you say yes.